Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Tanya Reiner. I hope you enjoy. We are going to dive straight back in. So how else have you seen makeup evolve? Because I don't know how it was kind of when you start out or certain products. I can only imagine that they've, you know, developed from technologies and everything else. But things like highlighter and, um, you know, whether it's like I have one next to me and it's actually a new one. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Dibs and it's by a local blogger in Austin. It's super good. But um, anyway... I am obsessed with highlighter. So have you seen that particular product evolve over time? Did you use that before? And is there any other products that you've seen kind of come such a long way? Well, everything is getting better literally by the day. And I'm not, you know, proponent of more, more, more product, product, product. But if you're using one of the same formulas that you used five years ago, there's a better formula out there for you. Mm-hmm. So um, every single thing that is happening right now is so that skin can look like skin. Yeah. And that just wasn't possible 15, 20 years ago because the technology wasn't there. The formulas weren't there. So they're, they're getting better by the day. Are there any particular brands that you prefer or like, cause I can only imagine you've tried out so many and maybe you have like picks, but are there ones that you constantly go back to? Oh, sure. Um, I, I do try absolutely everything and some things are sent to me and then I buy more than I'll ever admit to. Um, (laughs) Sephora is like the one shop I really struggle with when I go in and I walk back out and I think I feel I only needed one thing and I've spent way too much money and here's more products that I'm about to try yeah they're they're loving this conversation right now but um uh I think that Pat McGrath makes consistently Mm -hmm. good products um I think some of these newer makeup artist lines, they know what's out there and they know how to fill the gaps. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, those lines are the ones that I've got my eye on most of the time. And what about just curious? I only also recently discovered Charlotte Tilbury's pillow talk and it is incredible from like a lip color just to have that kind of perfect nude and I really struggle to find a good nude color or that everyday color that's just you can apply perfect um do you agree um is there any other lip colors that you're like oh that's great no I I could not agree more Charlotte Tilbury made the most beautiful products and she made them completely user-friendly for women. And and the way that she shows various looks 
and the exact products used to get them. Mm-hmm. And yes. I just think it's brilliant. I think that's one of the most brilliant launches we've had in the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree. And the more and more I get used to certain brands, like Charlotte Tilbury is one that I always go back to. And I always, Mm -hmm. that's like where I first look at products now anyway. Um, So kind of switching up kind of slightly, and I wanted to ask this question before, but um, how do you, I guess, maneuver and... um, kind of as part of this industry and part of what you bring in and and whether it's a shoot or, you know, whatever um, you're working on, you're seeing people at like their rawest and especially people in the limelight, celebrities that, you know, in normal circumstances, we don't see them without makeup. They're always kind of ready and you see Mm -hmm. them in that raw state and the vulnerability. Um, I can imagine that that's also quite interesting Um, and to make them even feel better and normal people too, not just celebrities, but how, how is that? Well, it's much easier with celebrities and professional models because there's an understanding of what can be expected. Right. Um, we we all know that we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that is so. It's I'm just immediately at ease. We're going to get there. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot more challenging with non professionals, and even in situations where they're being featured in a magazine, and this is happening more and more now because there's a branding aspect to every single industry, whether they wanted it that way or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, interior designers and, you know, those people are more fashion oriented and they're, they're used to it, but they are also, you know, politicians and doctors and, you know, creators of, you know, apps and, you know, people like they, they weren't, really wanting to have an entire crew show up hair and makeup and wardrobe (laughs) team, you know? Yeah. They're like, Whoa, what's going on? Right. We all come piling in and and that (sighs) takes a very different skill set to get people to relax and trust. And, um, and thankfully they can see the image right there. So, yeah. Um, then we can prove it that, you know, no, you really did need that much blush. And here's, yeah. you see that it looks <laughs> so um, it's much more challenging and interesting, frankly, um, with non-professionals. Yeah, I can imagine to your point, they probably don't expect it or they probably don't really welcome <laughs> that type exactly. of crap <laughs> that they're like exactly. no I'm just here to do an interview and it's like no 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 there's a difference between doing an interview and then having a film crew there or um being on stage and um you know right. ensuring that your your skin is looking the best and you look the best um with everything else that goes with that I'm sure they also get style tips and everything else that they probably didn't ask for <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, so 
when you're prepping the skin, um, is there any skincare products or um, any tips that you give people before they come or once they kind of arrive at your seat? Like things like, um, I don't know if you've used any of like the eye under eye masks, like they're amazing. Um, I typically will put them in the fridge, especially if I yeah. have like an event just to kind of also help kind of cool down and make my eyes less kind of inflamed depending on my sleep. <laughs> yes, I do. I use, I use masks if we have time and, yeah. and usually, you know, the models will have done that before they arrive that morning. Oh, and nice. sometimes they arrive with the mask on, which is fun too. Wow. Um, yeah. That leaves just an incredible slip on the skin and it's so ready for foundation. Um, and I always do it just a tiny little bit of massage, you know, um, just trying to get the lymphatic system going and bring some blood to the surface. And it just is a nice minute for me to ground myself and kind of get an idea of the structure of the face, how the person's feeling that day. I mean, even if it's three minutes, it's, it can be a game changer. Yeah, I bet. Oh, and I'm sure just even for them, just to have that couple of minutes to be like, okay, now we're going into makeup. <laughs> do, you, right, do you listen right. to music when you're doing it? Yeah, or there's usually, there's, yeah, almost always somebody's got, um, very few people want to listen to my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I have an embroidery playlist. All the songs have violins in them somewhere that I listen to when I embroider. And oh, so, I love it. <laughs> If someone's particularly jacked up, I'll put that on. But most of the time I ask for them to put the music that they want on. Yeah, I I just, uh, yeah, I just wondered. I always, if uh, if I have the opportunity, I always have something kind of in the background just to, for me, it's a way I can kind of concentrate and I can imagine for what you do, although it's great to kind of talk to the person you're doing, I can also imagine you'd get kind of thrown into the concentration of trying to ensure that everything's perfect. Sure. And on a photo shoot, sometimes we're in a separate room and that's really lovely. And sometimes it's more like a party and the makeup station is just in the middle of the studio. Oh, wow. And so there's chaos around us, you know, with everybody prepping for their day. Um, and sometimes really loud music and some, you know, it's different every time. That's so awesome. And then you travel all over the world, right? For different shoots, yes. different events. How, what, what's the best place you've been to? The best place I've been to is Paris. Um, in the beginning of my career, I had the very good fortune of connecting with a photographer named Dan Carter. And we went to Paris every spring for oh, 10 wow. years in a row and shot for the same agencies. We did beauty shots for the, for several agencies there. And that that's the best, the best travel I've ever had. Um, there have been, you know, tons of other shoots in various locations, but um, that, that one's hard to beat especially, you know, the first time you've been to Paris when you've grown up in Kansas. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how amazing. Paris is such a beautiful 
city. And I feel, and I'm sure you definitely would have noticed this um, as well, different countries, different cities, I feel like they have their own vibe, whether it's like fashion or like beauty, but I feel like Paris is just so classic where the women, it's like everything they wear is so effortless, but like chic. And I always feel like even like their makeup, it's like the great brows, like the perfect lips, typically where you see like red lipstick, but everything's just so put together. And I, I love, I love Paris. It's one of my favorite places. I, I agree. And we worked with girls from all over the world. You know, everyone is trying to get to Paris to model. Oh yeah. So the features on these girls from these, you know, Eastern Bloc countries. They, I mean, it's just the most extraordinary combinations I had ever seen pure yeah. white skin with black hair and blue mm-hmm. eyes and oh, yeah. bone structure. I mean, it, it was really a great experience. So stunning. That's what I love. I love even um, like growing up, I used to always watch fashion week. Um, and even now, you know, mm-hmm. I YouTube it. I just love watching like just how they walk out and everything is just so perfect. Like the outfit, the new design, knowing that that's going to instantly impact what the trends are across the entire fashion industry. And then how we start seeing it in like the high street with Zara or whoever else. And then it's even the detail of how are their nails? How was their hair this season? What color, how was it cut and the makeup? And it's just, I feel like it's so extraordinary how even without being into it, and I always remember the comment from the devil where it's Prada, where she says, oh, that's not just a blue sweater. And she goes through how this kind of blue sweater was basically picked for her and she subconsciously picked it out because it's trend, it's fashion. Absolutely. And I, it's so true. Like you just can't get away from the beauty industry or the fashion, despite people that say I'm not into it, it, there's always an impact in your life. Always. And you can do your own interpretation and you're still, you're still seeing it on everyone around you, whether or not yeah. you're, you know, you're a Vogue subscriber, you're right. still, you know, amongst the world of the people in the world, you're, you're seeing it and being influenced by it all the time. For sure. Is there, because I'm sure you've probably ticked off so much on your bucket list already, but is there any, maybe one person or place or event or um, shoot that you are still inspiring to do? Or do you feel like you've hit most of your... Oh my goodness. No, I I (laughs) never, never, you've never hit it all. But I, there are people that, um, I mean... You know, my super big people, I don't, I don't ever want to meet. <laughs> I want to hold them in, in this beautiful <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, I'm so grateful for everything. I, I do love because of the time that I started in this industry, I'm far more excited to meet Elle McPherson or, you know, if I, I just was so excited to meet her. Anybody from 
from the nineties. I would yeah. love to do Cindy Crawford's makeup. You know, I oh, would God, yeah. Any any of the nineties supermodels, Christy Turlington. Oh my goodness, yes. Um so who knows? Anything could happen. It's so true. And anything is possible. And I think especially nowadays and and even you know I found I mean again the fact that you were willing to do this podcast I think is incredible and I really really appreciate how again we just have so many opportunities to meet and network with different people and you never know what's going to happen this is what makes life so So interesting and great right amen Amen. So on that note, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but let's do a quick fire round if you are game. Um, so just say the first thing that comes into your head. So okay. favorite, <laughs> favorite cocktail. Martini. Oh, classic. Um, cinema or home movie? Home movie. Love it. Uh, Most used emoji. Butterfly. If you were a Sex and City character, who would you be? Charlotte. I love that. Um, If you could only pick two makeup products, which I know is going to be hard, what ones would they be? Mm, Concealer and lip balm. Okay, perfect. I will instantly put that into my bag. (laughs) Only because you said it. Um, If you could be anyone for one day, who would you be? Anna Wintour. Oh, yeah. God, wouldn't you love to be like behind the scenes and just see everything she sees? (laughs) That would be amazing. that's the first thing that came to mind. I just want to wear those necklaces and that dress and go to the Met, you know? Oh, yes. You would have to pick that day. Yes, you would have to pick that day. And the one thing I would love to do, and I know they did it in um, one of the Sex and Say episodes, was when Carrie was working for Vogue and she went into the closet and there was the classic Mary Jane's. Oh, my God. I would lose it if there was actually a closet like that and you could just pick things. I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking. There is a closet oh, like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I'd probably just collapse at the beauty um, around me. Okay, um, so what we typically close with is your life motto or a phrase or something positive that you typically live by or repeat to yourself. Oh, there, but for the grace of God, go I. I. I feel like I've spent time thinking that the exchanges I had with people were supposed to add up to something. And then I realized the exchanges I had with people were about the exchange. And so it was a shift that has made my life so much more fulfilling. And I'm just, I trust that I'm, I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be in every day, whether it's work or my son's basketball game or, or wherever. Um, so there you have it. I love it. That is a great, great way to end. And thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, I appreciate your tips and your time. I know you've had a busy day. Um, but thank you so much for coming on my podcast. 
I'm so happy about your podcast and I'm thrilled to be invited and call me so I can do your makeup. Oh, don't you worry. I'm instantly about to go downstairs and say to my husband, I'm like, you know what's happening next, right? <laughs> He'll be like, I know, I know. And honestly, I would love to do a session with you just to get tips because I am useless. <laughs> so let's please get that organized. I would love that. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Francine. Awesome. Have a great evening. Join us next week. We will be speaking to Erica, who is the owner of Cutie Oils. See you next time.